Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. Welcome to one-on-one a Pulse interview series. My name is Andrew Clyden and I'm joined today by Maddie Sherrill, the intern for the Peninsula Pulse this year. How's it going, Maddie? Going great. <laughs> Good. So Maddie, tell me a little bit about yourself. This might be uh, one of the first times that we've actually had a full conversation because you've been super busy over on the other side of the office. But yeah. uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from and where you went to school. So I'm going to be a junior at Notre Dame this coming semester. Um, I'm majoring in... It's I kind of have an elevator pitch because it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's called the program of liberal studies, and it's essentially reading. You read from like Homer to Invisible Man in like the mid nineteenth century, and um, so I didn't really think that journalism was going to be something that I wanted to go into, but I know that I liked writing, so I applied for this internship. Um, and I'm originally from the Chicago area and we've been coming up to Door County for summers. So I was kind of like, it'll be a beautiful place to be. It'll be a cool way to practice a different style of writing than what I'm used to. Tell me a little bit more about your major. So you're, you're basically, you're majoring in (laughs) studying classic texts. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah. Yeah. So it's also called the great books major. So you, I mean, there's a little bit of debate on what classifies as a great book and what doesn't, but it's, it's essentially Western, but they're trying to broaden those horizons a little more. But it's you do philosophy, you do a little bit of theology, you do history, you do art history, music history. Um, I'm taking an ethics class next semester, too. So just kind of a smorgasbord of like literature and 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 all of the classes are seminar style. So you sit with like 10 people and you kind of suss through a text and it's, it's kind of fun. I'm a big nerd. <laughs> very cool. I, uh, I went to Augsburg College and I was in the honors program there and it was very similar mm-hmm. in that kind of way where it was small class sizes, but seminar style where we would all kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Um, and the honors program had, uh, it, it was cool because you could uh, get a bunch of your generals taken care of mm-hmm. with one class rather than mm-hmm. taking like two or three. Yeah. Um, um, so they were all multidisciplinary, and we spent a lot of time talking about, uh, uh, well, we did a whole course that was kind of great text, and we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, Homer, the Iliad, the Odyssey, mm-hmm, all those mm-hmm. types of things. But we did it in a way that um, the the professor was also uh, a lawyer in, his, oh, in yeah. his previous life. So we would put on mock trials, and we would put uh, great literary characters on trial mm-hmm. for, for different things. So, yeah, no, it, it's totally cool, and it... It's amazing that you can that you can pull together a major on that. You know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. when when you think about it, it's a small it's a small like branch of study, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's so interwoven into everything when it comes to right, literature nowadays right. that it, it makes a lot of sense. And and one of the main things that focuses on is they they their whole shtick is they teach you how to think and how to analyze and kind of go through different scenarios that are either existential or practical. So I thought that. Writing for a newspaper would be good for my practical right. <laughs> practical you, writing. Did you do any sort of journalism work before you came to The Pulse? Not really. I mean, I was involved a little bit with like the literary magazine, but that was more like 
I wrote some poetry and did some like creative writing, but um, not really. So this has been kind of a learning curve, but a lot of fun. Cool. Did you have any other writing uh, type work before you came here? Like I said, just kind of in and out of the literary magazine. And I wrote a few things for the newspaper. The Observer is at Notre Dame. In high school, I was kind of involved with the newspaper, but really this is kind of my first foray into like doing a job that I might possibly want to do in my life. Right. I've, you know, I've nannied and I've like cleaned houses and done things that I didn't really see going anywhere. But so this is exciting. Right. Well, and two yeah. to get is to, to do something that you're thinking about doing and then actually get the practical experience right. with it to decide as you're, you know, wrapping up your studies at college. Mm -hmm. uh, is this the first internship that you've done? Um, so I did work for my dad for a while and he is a lawyer in Chicago, but, um, not really what I wanted to go into. I was, he does a lot of work with like bonds and, and money and I, I'm not well versed and it wasn't really my thing. So, you know, I guess it's another internship thing is kind of weeding out what you don't want to do too. Right. So you, you pushed away from the math side of things and went like full force into the literary oh, side. Oh, full force. Well, it's kind of funny because my dad was, went to Notre Dame and was the exact same major as me. Um, and they call so we call it PLS and they um, nickname it probably law school because <laughs> it's a good, you know, a good pre-professional major. But um, I have a minor in studio art, too. So the two most practical things I could do. <laughs> right. Well, I my degree is in theater. So oh, okay. it's the same yeah. type of thing. I went for four years and uh, a lot of people are like, you know what do you do with a theater degree? And it's like, well, the theater degree doesn't directly apply mm -hmm. to anything, <laughs> but it's the skills that you learn while you're at there and the different connections that you make and the things that you suss out that then gets you where you're going. Right. So I, I'm totally with you on, <laughs> on that like ambiguous major of like, yeah. hey, you know what? I have this degree, but it's not really the paper that's going to get me anywhere. Right. It's, it's something more than that. Right. And like the question, what are you going to do with your life comes up a lot. And I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> well, and that, I mean, <laughs> and that, that ties back into like uh, making 19 year olds decide what they're going to do for the rest of their life after they've been alive for, you right. know, a very right. little amount of their life. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's like you from like 16 to 19 is kind of that zone where in America everyone's like, all right, now figure out what you're going to do for mm -hmm. the rest of your life. And you're like, I just figured out how to like get <laughs> yeah. dressed in the morning. Right. Make my own food. Yeah. Right. So how am I going to, you know, do all of this? Yeah, so, exactly. So you had a little bit of, of ties to Door County beforehand, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what was it like coming to Door County and living for the whole summer? Yeah, so we have, my family has two properties on in between Bailey's Harbor and Jacksonport. Um, we actually came up here one summer for my mom's 40th birthday, and it was like random. We were like, let's go to Door County. My dad had kind of grown up coming here. Um, and we went on a sailboat ride and the sailboat captain's brother was a real estate agent and like they bought a house like the first time we were all up here because we right. loved it so much. But I've always kind of stayed in that bubble of like with my family on the beach, you know, just like hanging out, not really exploring all the stuff that Door County has to offer. So being up here and like working for the Pulse has really forced me to figure out what's going on up here and, and experience all the really cool, you know, art scene and outdoors. Like we didn't really go to a lot of the state parks. We just kind of hung around Jacksonport. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me what Door County was like as a tourist yeah. compared to what it's like here living. Um, as a tourist, I think, I don't know. I think I 
kind of underestimated <laughs> the amount of young people, especially that live up here. And, you know, like, what the heck do you do? <laughs> it's a small town, you know, everything's kind of spread out. How do you get from place to place? Um, and so it's been really fun to kind of realize that like there are people who live here, obviously, but you know, that there are really interesting groups of people and and it's not a typical small town, I think, especially in the sense that like you you talk to someone and you're like, so how did you get in Door County? And almost everyone's from somewhere different and has a different reason why they're here. So that's been cool. Do you find that your like the struggles that you had right off the boat uh, have changed for you over time? Do you feel like you've you've gotten away from some of the things that you're like, oh, how am I ever going to do this uh, <laughs> over the couple weeks that you've been here? Yeah, I mean, I sound like such a baby, but like this is the first time I've like lived away away from home. So just initially just like, I don't know paying rent and like getting groceries <laughs> like that's stupid sounding but like that was all its own learning curve um and then like kind of getting to know people up here um getting to know people in the office was difficult at first I think because I don't know being the new person is always kind of weird <laughs> but everyone's been super great um and, and you're lucky in a lot of ways, too, because we, we did have kind of a, a sudden influx of young people all at the same mm. time come into the Pulse office this year with you and Celeste and Sam Kersabet yeah. and Alex Wittek, our, our, the Filmworks intern. Mm -hmm. So, like, we, we all kind of came in at the same time, right around the time that you joined the office, too. Right. So there's there's definitely been this cool uh, young energy that just flooded through the doors one day and has yeah. been here for a while. Um and, you know, it's funny that you mentioned all of those struggles that you were having because they're very similar to what I was doing. I mean, I got I got out of a very small town and went to college in the city. So I kind of figured mm -hmm. out my being on my own and buying groceries and that <laughs> kind of stuff there. Uh, but then when I came up here, I was coming from a city. So it was like, oh, everything's so far apart. You have to drive everywhere. Right. There's not these amenities. Things close early, all right. of that kind of stuff. Public transportation. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then I found now, this is going on my sixth year up here, mm -hmm. that all of that stuff has kind of faded away. Literally my only like prevailing concern is internet. Like that's oh, literally yeah. it. Cause I have really bad internet at my house. I have no Wi-Fi, So right. I like go sit on a bench, like near <laughs> steal people's Wi-Fi. but <laughs> right. um, it's been good for me to learn. I mean, you gotta learn at some point. Right. Um, and it was kind of the opposite experience for me because I came from Chicago and then I went to South Bend, Indiana where Notre Dame is, which is even I mean, it's not smaller than here, but it seems smaller because there's not as much to do. Right. And then from South Bend to here. So it's kind of like an interesting experience of like different how different towns operate. And well, why don't we take a break, Maddie? And then when we come back, I want to talk about all of the cool projects and stuff that you've been involved with since coming to the Pulse. Sounds good. Cool. They call themselves the Stradivarius Builders of Sturgeon Bay because the guys at Palmer Johnson were artists in wood and metalwork, anything you imagine. They did it so beautifully well. The first fishermen came down the lake from Pankin Island or worked their way along the north shore of Lake Michigan. And they came because of the whitefish. The whitefish were abundant. In 1945, 2,000 German prisoners of war came to Door County and picked cherries for just one harvest season. Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to telling the stories of Door County, past, present, and future. 
To learn more about the history of shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay, to see how the cherry became a Door County icon, or to watch the peninsula's last remaining fishermen brave the waters to haul in thousands of pounds of whitefish daily, and the many other incredible stories produced with the Door County Visitor Bureau, visit doorcounty.com slash ourdoorcounty. Okay, we are back. So, Maddie, tell me about some of the projects that you've been involved with since becoming the the Pulse intern this year. So, I am, my official job title is, I am the entertainment and outdoor intern. So, initially I was going on a lot of, you know, like cool hikes and just writing about what they were like, what to expect, that kind of stuff. I really, like... I think I've been to every state park now, which doesn't, I mean, there's five, so I should have been able to get to all of them. Um, And I've also really enjoyed going to theater performances. Went to Third Avenue Playhouse for the first time and talked to Playwright, who was in residence. And so I get to meet all these really cool people and talk about their projects and then write about it, which is my dream. (laughs) Being able to, I don't know. I think people talking about what they're passionate about is one of the coolest things to experience. Right. Well, and that's that's kind of what The Pulse was founded on. There's so many cool stories up here in Door County, and we make it our job to tell those stories Mm -hmm. in interesting and creative ways. Yeah. Um, And I think you can't get more interesting and creative in terms of like an internship than Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're coming here, but you're getting out of the office and you're doing stuff. Yeah. You're you're immersing yourself in the arts and in in the outdoors and going to the state parks and then writing about your experiences Mm -hmm. with them, which is great because compare that to maybe an internship that you would get in a city where a lot of your time is going to be spent inside the office doing things. Right. And I actually get like, I don't know, this sounds small, but seeing my name in print has been kind of big and (laughs) exciting and being able to actually like do an experience, write about it, have it be edited, have it be published has been like a cool like process to go through. Um, And it's been neat kind of learning new techniques and how to write differently for different things. Um, How's the educational part of the internship been for you? You mentioned, you know, going through the process and learning, but have you felt like it's really been getting to dig in and and figure things out like that? Definitely. It's helped my writing and even how I interact with people because you have to be able to like just go up to someone and be like, hey, can I talk to you about, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, But so that's been really beneficial for me just being able to like carry a conversation. It's all sounds so simple, but like these everyday things that have been, I've been having to practice. Um, and writing too, I'm used to writing kind of, I don't want to say stuffy, but more academic, like breaking apart, like weird philosophers. So (laughs) it's been cool to be a little bit more informal, but that is challenging also because you're kind of walking the line between you want it to be creative, but you want it to make sense obviously, and, and be informative and so it's, it's been, yeah, it's definitely been very educational. Tell me about some of the articles that you've written. So I just finished writing this really cool one that is, I think it's going to be in the next issue, about this veteran who finished walking the Ice Age Trail, which is like 1,200 miles or something. And he, I don't know, like just talking to him about 
how it was therapeutic and how, you know, nature is very powerful in that way um, and helping people kind of process things and experiences. Um, and also I got to hike the section that's in Potawatomi State Park. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the trail because the trail's a, a really cool, big, important thing. But yeah. I only know of it when my GPS says turn right onto Ice Age National Scenic Trail. Yeah. And I never have taken the time to actually figure out what that is. Yeah. Well, I know probably way more than I ever thought I'd know about it now. <laughs> but um, so big glacier kind of moved through Wisconsin the last Ice Age period. And the Ice Age Trail goes from like the Minnesota border all the way up, and it ends in Potawatomi State Park. That's the eastern terminus. terminus. <laughs> and um, so, like, it traces the edge of where the glacier was. And it's got, you know, the Niagara Escarpment, and it's got a bunch of, like, big, they're called erratics, which were, like, large masses of land that were just swept by the glacier. Mm -hmm. So the geological history of it is really cool. Um, and it's long. So it's really difficult to hike. So this guy hiked the whole thing, the whole thing. over the course of time or, or in, in so, one expedition? Yeah. So he was through hiking it, which is like you do it all at once. He was by himself. He got attacked by a hawk at one point. He like, I don't know, had to walk through all the rain we've been having. Um, and it sounded like very grueling, but a positive experience overall. How long did it take him? So he started in May and ended last Friday. So a few months. <laughs> I can't imagine like just taking a few months and being like, all right, I'm going to leave my house for a few months and then I'm just going to walk. I know, I know. And it's part of this really cool program where, where veterans, it's called like walking off the war is their slogan. Um, and you can kayak and you can bike and you can hike like the Appalachian Trail or the Mississippi River. And the whole like point is just getting out for a really long time mm -hmm. in nature. So it's been cool to learn about. It. Yeah. When you, when you put it like that, it, it, it becomes a totally different thing when it, yeah. it becomes, you know, like not only taking an expedition like that in, in any way, you know, going out and walking for a thousand miles or whatever you're doing, when you conceptualize it as like, this is not only going to be about me overcoming the physical challenge of it, but there's also the mental and spiritual things. Mm -hmm. When you start to form that into like, I'm doing this to cope with a trauma, right. it becomes a totally different thing because then those triumphs that you're making, physical, mental, spiritual, they, they're directed at something. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I, I can imagine that that becomes much more powerful. Right. And even just like for me in my daily life too, realizing that like, just like go walk for 20 minutes, go like be outside. And it just makes your whole like body feel better and your, everything feels better just being outside. So that's been another thing about this internship that's been really helpful is, is like, go do stuff and it makes you feel better when you're outside. So, right. Were you a, an outdoorsy person before you came here for the summer? I mean, yeah, as much as I could be, but I'm in the suburbs of Chicago. So like there's not a whole lot of outdoorsy things you can do. So, and here you can like walk a different trail every day and like not run out of things to do. So it's been cool. Right. I mean, you've got the walking trails, the hiking, the camping, and then not to mention all of the different water activities right. that you can get out and do. Um, are, are those part of the internship for you too, getting out and trying different activities? Yeah. So I'm also working on a piece about like viewing Door County from the water. So I went on the Nora Door in Sister Bay, a scenic boat cruise. And then I went on the Quo Vadis in Fish Creek. And today, actually, I'm going on the Edith Becker from Sister Bay, which is like 
really cool sailboat that circumvented the world twice. So, and I just like get to have these experiences and, and write about them. So it's been cool. Cool. Uh, any other major articles that you uh, have taken something away from over the summer? Um, so I haven't actually written it yet, but I'm really excited about I, one of the things my family did when we came up here is we always went to Dora Shakespeare shows because we're all nerds too. <laughs> and I got to see Henry V and I'm going to interview some of the actors tomorrow, which I'm going to be very, very into <laughs> because it, as, as someone who's like been able to read the plays and then see the plays and then talk to someone who has a completely different perspective about them and brings new things to the table. And Dora Shakespeare does such a good job. I'm really excited to write about Henry V. My favorite Dora Shakespeare anecdote, and I think you're probably the only one who actually appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I volunteered there a couple summers ago oh. when they were doing The Tempest. Uh-huh. And the night that I volunteered, there was this crazy storm that happened during the first scene of the play. And so like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) While the ship is going down, it's like actually raining and everyone's, you know, all bundled up and they didn't, they didn't cancel the show and it cleared up as soon as they got onto the island. So you Uh. had this incredible, like actual storm happening during the storm and then it all cleared up. But, uh, my wife's duty while she was volunteering was to, uh, swaddle Caliban in a towel every time (laughs) he got off stage because he, he was just wearing like shorts for the show. So he would get off stage and he'd be freezing and wet and have to like (laughs) immediately drink hot tea and get under this blanket. So that was her job that night. And I think also I saw Macbeth there once and having like the witches come out of the woods with the candles, it just has such a cool atmospheric. Sometimes it really, you know, the the location in Bjork Linden is, is perfect. Well, and that's the thing, too, about Shakespeare, too, is that like when, when you think about what they're doing there in terms of like set design, because everything is so pared down, they're mm-hmm. outdoors, they mm-hmm. don't have sets really or many props even. Mm-hmm. That is true to what would be going on in Shakespeare's time, too. Yeah. Uh, Often Shakespearean stages were just flat stages with no setting at all. And somebody would come out with a sign that would say (laughs) the setting and like time of day. Somebody might come out with a sign that just says night. And then you're supposed (laughs) to know, oh, it's nighttime. Or everyone would come out and they'd be like, oh, my goodness, it's so dark out here at night. (laughs) And that would be like the first line of the scene to kind of tell you what's going on. So when you boil it way down like that and you start to strip away elements, Mm -hmm. it actually becomes more honest to Mm. how it was performed back in the day as well. Mm -hmm. Making the audience work a little harder. And, and in Henry V, there's actually the chorus too, which is, was super cool to see because he'd come out and kind of do that same thing in between scenes where he's like, imagine we're going to France now. (laughs) And everyone's like, okay. And the actors would like run across the stage as if they're going to France. So I thought that was kind of a cool, like you're saying, like paring it down to the story and, and kind of making the audience fill in the details. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, that's my theatrical ideology too. So a lot of the stuff that I studied and and worked on in college was uh, the honesty of being on stage Mm. and really getting it down to like, okay, is performance as honest as it can get? And then you can build all the extra elements on top, like set and lighting and sound and all of that extra Mm. stuff. But you have to focus on the honesty of the performance first. And with Shakespeare's stuff, so much of it is about the text. It's all about the language. Mm. So Dor Shakespeare is wonderful in that way because you can go and you can get a really high quality ensemble delivering the text really well in a way that it's focused on that rather than anything else. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm living right now with two 
students from China and I took them I like had extra tickets and I took them to see Henry V with me and I mean I sometimes struggle keeping up with Shakespeare and they were like what is going on but also I was super impressed because they the actors did such a good job with like body language and with you know expression in their voices that that they were able to follow it completely even if they didn't get every single word or every phrase right well and there's I mean there's two camps when it comes to how to deliver Shakespeare too. I mean, you've got people who do uh, the beautiful voice, which is all about the to be or uh, not to yeah. be. And everything <laughs> becomes about the performance of the text as like an art form. Mm-hmm. And then there's the more like, let's do this literally and let's actually use the inflection that we would use modern, mm-hmm. uh, but say the words that were written in there. And I feel like both have merits. Like I've seen Shakespeare shows that are gorgeous and have incredible sets and costumes and everything is about delivering the prose really beautiful. And that's fantastic uh, when it's done all the way up to 11. But then when you dial it back and then you do like a very honed in modern casual performance of it too, that's also really exciting. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you're like the you're the only person here in the office, I think, that I can geek out about with Shakespeare. Oh God, Miles is it. all about uh, numbers, so oh, he loves to talk about the math. But uh, anything else that you're that you're working on or planning on working on before the summer's out? So I really want to try and do a kayak something or other because I that's like kind of the one outdoorsy thing I haven't hit yet. Oh well, biking I haven't hit that either. But um, I think I want to try and kayak. Um, around Peninsula State Park or Cave Point is one of my favorite county parks. Um, And it's kind of funny because I feel like that's one that not a lot of people get to if they're not from here too, where you're like, there's these beautiful Niagara Escarpment cliffs. (laughs) So seeing that from the water would be really cool. Sure. And Cave Point too, like you said, the people who do go there usually just see it from and they get out on the rocks and see that kind of stuff. Uh, But kayaking through there and then going up into the caves and that kind of stuff. Right. That's also a huge part of it. That's really cool. Right. But the water is high. I don't know if I'll be able to do that. Right. So maybe Peninsula State Park will be a better bet. Right. Uh, Well, I think that that's just about going to do it for us this week, Maddie. Thank you so much for chatting with me. This was wonderful, and I can't wait to see what you write next. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at doorcountypulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast.